If you've got a few minutes to spare, it's time to get stuck into the wrap. It's the middle of November 2020 and you're listening to The Wrap, Australia's fastest technology roundup. And if you've got a feeling that stuff is changing, well, it might be because it is. We're not going to talk politics here, but there's a general feeling that change is in the air. And it's happening everywhere, even in technology as well. This week, the next generation of the Xbox and PlayStation have both launched in Australia, and indeed the rest of the world. And while you'll need good luck if you were to find one in store for some of the consoles, the fact is the next generation of the video game wars is here, and it looks like one hell of a fight. You'll find two models of each, with a PlayStation 5 and PlayStation 5 Digital. The difference being one has a Blu-ray drive, the PlayStation 5, and the other does not, the PlayStation 5 Digital. And then there's the Xbox Series S and Xbox Series X, and there's a greater difference there. In the Series X, the Xbox will support 4K video gaming initially, with new games delivering sharper visuals in a newly designed console complete with a Blu-ray drive, while the Xbox Series S drops it back to Full HD and 1440p and ditches the optical drive entirely. Essentially, both consoles offer a model to get people started, and they offer a best-in-class model as well. Finding one at launch might be difficult though because the change in video game technology also appears in demand. There's just a lot of demand for these consoles and that means they might be hard to find initially. It's not the only change in technology this week though, because things are happening. Australia's streaming video provider Stan signaled that it will be joining the world of sports next year, announcing that it had plans to get rugby and Wimbledon on board, meaning it won't just be about movies and TV shows, but also sports, live sports. You'll be able to watch things live. Stan isn't the only online service with changes. Google is talking up a fairly big change for people using Google Photos, announcing that as of the middle of next year, Google Photos won't be free anymore. That's been a long-term initiative where anyone could upload to Google Photos without needing to pay for a single gig. But from June 2021, that freebie stops. Sonos also has something new on the way with a radio service, Sonos Radio HD. It'll miss Australia initially, but arrive eventually, launching in the US and UK as a streaming music provider with radio channels, but only for Sonos. It'll cost 8 bucks US per month, and yet it's only for home, making it one of the more unique services we've heard of yet, and one that you can't access on your phone, tablet, or computer. You need a Sonos for Sonos Radio, that much is clear. Leica also announced an update of sorts for its compact cameras, with the Q2 Monochrome, an advanced compact camera with a fixed lens and a full-frame 47-megapixel sensor that only captures in black and white. It's kind of in the name, Monochrome to Monochrome. It's a pretty special camera, and one that won't really be for everyone, carrying a near $9,000 price tag. And Razer announced a new 13-inch laptop that was coming to online stores in the Razer Book 13. But it's probably one of the smaller computer announcements this week and pales in comparison to what Apple launched. You see, it's been another one of Apple's big weeks and it saw the arrival of Apple's first computer chip, the Apple M1. It's a different breed of computer chip and it's built in a similar way to what you can find in the new iPhone and iPad and still looks to be something else entirely. It was hinted at earlier in the year at the Worldwide Developer Conference and marks Apple's transition away from Intel's chips, which will take some time. In the beginning, it will arrive in three of Apple's computers, with the MacBook Air, Mac Mini, and MacBook Pro all getting a taste of the M1. And when we say taste, we actually mean the same portion. They're all getting the same meal, so to speak. All three computers get the same chip, but they handle it slightly differently, with the MacBook Pro and Mac Mini seeing a different thermal system to get slightly more out of the chip, while the MacBook Air is built to be fast and quiet. Simply put, there is no fan in what is arguably Apple's most popular laptop, the MacBook Air delivering speed and capability, but perhaps more interestingly, battery life. 
Across the two new laptops, Apple is saying its new chip can deliver some impressive new battery life, boasting as much as 15 hours for the MacBook Air and up to 20 for the MacBook Pro. Of course, your results will likely vary, but it's not the only big deal coming this week. You see, because the new chips are actually similar to what's in the iPhone and iPad, they can also run apps from an iPhone or an iPad as well. There's a lot happening, it seems. And if you're already an iPhone or iPad owner, the new Macs are about supporting the same apps you use across both, plus all the desktop software that you can't get on your phone. As to how the new style of Mac will perform, that we can't say, so look for those reviews in an upcoming episode of The Wrap. For now, you've been listening to The Wrap, Australia's fastest technology roundup. A new episode goes live every Friday at Podcast One, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts. But for now, have a great week. Stay safe, stay sane, and take care. 